This is the Kevin Simpson Show, expert insight and analysis from the industry's top investment professionals. If you'd like a deeper understanding of today's markets, this is the show for you. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Kevin Simpson Show. My guest today is Michael Venuto. He's the chief investment officer and co-founder of Toroso Investments. He's also the co-founder of ETF Think Tank. Jake Coulter is here, as always, is my right hand, my guest host. And Michael, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, it's exciting to be here with two friends. And um, it's also awesome that uh, we both work with Amplify on some cool funds. So exciting times. Yep. And listen, I know from experience, listeners are really going to enjoy this interview, especially if you're new to blockchain investing and you're new to Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I'm just as anxious as uh, as the viewers. Michael, I've been a portfolio manager for almost 30 years. And this space is so new to me. And it was the main reason we were excited for the past couple of weeks, knowing that you were going to come on. Uh, I, I think maybe the, just the, the first question, and Jay and I have a ton of them, why do advisors and investors really need to be paying attention to the blockchain? Okay. Well, the first and most important part is your clients are, right? Um, and if they're out there putting $5,000 in some Coinbase account or Voyager account or whatever, they have tax implications. They have risk adjustments that need to be dealt with. So not knowing about it and what, what your clients are doing with it makes your financial planning much more difficult. Um, on top of that, you need to know about it because it is transformationally changing how business is done, right? So the reason I got interested in blockchain was I used to uh, run an ETF that was focused on what was going on in the ETF industry. And somebody asked me, what is the one thing that could threaten the growth of ETFs? And I said, blockchain traded funds. I was kind of being a joke at the time. Uh, this is back in 2015. Then I started to research it, and it's true. An ETF is just a trusted third party stepping in, giving you access. All of that could be on a blockchain someday. And we really started researching in depth what this technology can do to financial services. Interesting. So can we start at a really high level for the novice? You know, differentiating as an investor, as a financial advisor building portfolios and speaking with clients, the difference between Bitcoin investing and blockchain investing. Sure. So the first thing is blockchain as a concept has kind of been around a while. It's just uh, a way of encrypting. And it's a way of encrypting and accounting for things like an accounting ledger that's decentralized. The word blockchain is not even in the original Bitcoin paper. Um I used to do that at conferences. Tell me how many times blockchain is mentioned in the Bitcoin paper. It's zero. It really comes about as they start to develop what it is. So what are these two things? So Bitcoin is the first ever cryptocurrency. It's very straightforward and simple. Um, it has two really cool factors about it that people find very attractive. One, it's got a limited supply. There'll only ever be 21 million of them. Scarcity can help create value. Number two, it is decentralized. There's no trusted third party. We don't know who the creator really is. We know the anonymous or pseudonym of Satoshi Nakamoto, the person or persons that developed the original code. That's Bitcoin. Bitcoin's concept of scarcity and not having a trusted third party is done through using a blockchain. A blockchain is simply an accounting measure. So the first type of accounting ever was pretty simple. Right, uh, Kevin wanted a cow. I wanted some corn. 
we traded it and we drew it on the cave wall. Uh, second level accounting comes about about 500 years ago. The Medici's come in and say, we're going to step in as your trusted third party and verify that Mike and Kevin just traded with each other. It's been that way for five, 600 years. Blockchain is just the next step. Blockchain just says, instead of having a trusted third party that works at Wells Fargo that might keep your money, instead, let's have a decentralized rational network, a computer program that validates all of our transactions. So to kind of bifurcate the conversation between the cryptocurrencies and the blockchain companies, let, let's start with the cryptocurrencies. For, for the novice, when you're looking at Bitcoin, you start hearing other terms come up like ETH and mm. Dogecoin and all these other types of cryptocurrencies. How is a financial advisor supposed to explain that to their clients and quite frankly, understand it themselves? Okay, so the first thing I like to tell financial or, or investors in general is if you are investing in a cryptocurrency, it is a speculative, very risky asset. Whether it's Bitcoin, Dogecoin, or Catcoin, or Lindacoin, or whatever, it's speculative. I don't care if somebody tells you this one's safe and that one's not. It's speculative. And it's speculative because the whole purpose of the price of these is to incentivize the miners to do their job and verify transactions. So unless you're mining, if you're owning it and in there as a price, you're a speculator. That's just it. Right? So, so I, I very much urge people to understand that as a speculative investment, it's supposed to be a very small portion of an investment portfolio. Okay. And is one, is one more attractive long-term from an, a, a buy and hold standpoint? If we look at Bitcoin, as you mentioned, being the first one, the, 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 the most popular one, certainly we know ether is a Ethereum is a number two from, from what I can uh, discern as a lay person. And then there's a whole host of others. And I was shocked, uh, Jay. And I, and I looked at this, of course, you, you already know this, Michael, but I, I looked to see how many different types of uh, coins there are. And, and I was just amazed that there's not just two, like I've heard of, maybe Dogecoin because of Saturday Night Live and a handful of others because they're, uh, they're available on PayPal or something like that. I mean, there were pages and pages and pages of these things. So from a speculative standpoint, I think it makes sense to, to, to be rational about it. But, but if someone wanted to look at it as an investment and you're sticking with maybe some of the bigger players, are, are there advantages to doing that over the longer term as you sit here today? And I'm not asking for a crystal ball or sure. necessarily a, a, a stock pick or a coin pick, but may, maybe I am. Okay. So... I don't believe in buy and hold with cryptocurrency. I believe in what I call buy and learn because these aren't stocks. They are protocols. They are things that could change how we do business, how we interact with each other, how we interact with the world. So, you know, Bitcoin is the first and largest, and it's also one of the simplest and clunkiest. Um, I do believe it, it is probably a more likely to succeed than many of the others. Ethereum is such a different animal that until you buy and learn Bitcoin, don't even look at Ethereum because it's so different. There, there's so many different rules. There's so many things that that dictate what the value could be. Now, you cut off all the rest and you can basically put them all in the same bucket. They could be worth 10 times what they are, 1,000 times what they are, or zero. I don't have any clue and none of us do. Um, 
and anybody who's shilling it to you or telling you a whole bunch of internet Twitter words like FUD and HODL and all that stuff, they're full of it because I believe we're in the Pets.com era. So if you remember 1999, we had this amazing company called Pets.com. They had a little sock puppet, and it was a great idea. Let me go online and get my pets some stuff, and they're going to deliver it to my house. It's gone. However, today we have a company called Chewy, which is essentially the same thing, and it's doing spectacular. Why? Because the pipes weren't there in 1999. There was 100 million internet users. Just using FedEx or UPS was super expensive. The, the payment systems weren't set. The logistics weren't there. So I think most of these other crypto tokens are going to be pets.com. They're going to die on the vine and then be reinvented on probably the Bitcoin chain or the Ethereum chain in five or 10 years when the infrastructure is built. And that's what you're buying. You're buying a piece of the infrastructure. I mean, that, that's a great analogy. I know that Jay was bidding on an NFT for that sock puppet from the Pets.com yeah. the other day. I don't know if you got if, if you got it or not, Jay, but what great commercials. You know, that Super Bowl that year was uh, yeah. not, not for lack of every stupid idea you could possibly think of, dot com. Mm -hmm. You're too young, Jay, to remember, but uh, it, was a, it was an incredible time. <laughs> I mean, that that story has gone on and on and on, right? So, you know, Burton Malkiel writes about it in Random Walk, that they used to put the word computer, then they put the word .com. Right when we first launched our blockchain ETF with Amplify, they started putting blockchain at the end of these, these words. And that's why we're very active here, because understanding and actually seeing these companies lets you know whether or not they're making iced tea or a real de decentralized network. So I believe in buy and learn buy these cryptos don't try and do it in an etf don't go out and buy them um don't buy gbtc go buy bitcoin directly and learn what it means to self-custody to to transfer things and look for advice from smart people out there um it's buy and learn yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna steal that line yeah by the way i'll credit you uh when i remember yeah, no problem <laughs> great, great line so, Michael, that, that's a great pivot into moving away from the cryptocurrencies and moving to the blockchain and how you can invest in it through publicly traded companies and sure. other vehicles. But I think something that would be helpful to somebody who I just got turned on to the space a couple of years ago and still struggle with some things. could Before we get into the companies, I think it'd be helpful if viewers understood mining and how it works. And not at the real technical level, but just how do you explain mining to a financial advisor or an investor? Sure. So the blockchain is decentralized because anybody can further the, uh, the, the, the chain, the, the verification. The verification is done by mining new coins. The term mining probably confuses a lot of people because there's no picks and axes. We don't have uh, big trucks and all that. It's really using a computer to solve a, a math problem or a logarithm. And each time you do that, the problem gets harder. And each time you do that harder and harder problem, it verifies all the transactions that have happened in the past on the chain. So you're essentially digitizing this encrypted piece of data that all kinds of other things can be dropped onto it. Um, so when, we're, when we say mining, what we really mean is furthering the blockchain. Um, and furthering the blockchain is creating another block and verifying all previous blocks. I, I think I could have that explained to me 
50 times and I yeah. still struggle with it. Do you find it takes most people a while to understand the blockchain concept? I think, I think if you stay with the, at the top end and explain that really all it is, is a new iteration of how we account for things, verify things, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's real value is that it can make things unique in the digital space, right? The internet democratized access to information blockchain as internet 2.0 is going to democratize access to verified information that that's the key to it how it does it yeah you got to get deep into the weeds right you got to read you got to go buy and learn excellent and i think the best way to describe to viewers how investing in the blockchain would work was really to talk about your fund <laughs> So sure. through Amplify ETFs, you have the Amplify Transformational Data ETF, symbol BLOK. How do you guys put that together? Yeah, so I started investing in this space in 2015 because we saw it as threatening to the ETF space. And we said, what are the companies that are actually furthering blockchain? Um, the two biggest chunks of that are what I call the miners. And there's a number of these. There's there's uh, Riot and Mara and all these very amazing public companies that have huge data centers that are solving math problems so that we can use them for the future. Um, it sounds like somebody has a dog. <laughs> we'll, we'll let Kevin, uh, he's got to put his Dogecoin away. Oh, there he here, is. Here to pets.com and Dogecoin. Pets.com, Dogecoin. Uh, so the miners are very, very interesting in that space. The second group that I find extremely interesting is the on-ramps, I call them, or the transactional companies. So these are the Coinbases, the Voyagers, the Mogos that help bring traditional finance to decentralized finance. Uh, PayPal, you mentioned earlier, Square. Those two represent about half of the blockchain universe that we look at today, those two kinds of categories. And then you have venture firms. We have companies that are involved with NFTs. We have companies that are involved with private blockchains. Uh, we have companies that are real estate companies that have set up their server rooms for people to just plug in their their systems and mine their own coins. Um, it's amazing. There's even clean energy focused companies like CleanSpark figuring out how to make this more renewable. Um, so there's plenty of companies out there that have recognized the future is very different with how we pay for trust and they're figuring out how to, to make that available to people. What are the yeah. industries that are most subject to disruption as a result of this? I think of like title companies, just as an example yeah. for how you could verify things in open source. Or, or am I kind of heading down the right path a little bit academically? Yeah. So the first thing to think about is, you know, anything that's become a bureaucracy that we pay to get verified. So title insurance is the greatest example of that. Like, you know, every time you refinance your house, you know, you own your house. Why do I got to pay somebody to tell me I own my house? Um, uh, anything that you want to know is good data, but you don't want everybody else to know that that um, you're looking at it or that that uh, any of your other secrets. So it's used a lot in logistics, um, tracking things, vaccines, medical records. I think eventually voting will be done on the blockchain because it's unique, right? That's what we're trying to get to. We, we don't want to hear, oh, did they have an ID? Did they vote twice? No. If there's a unique identifier, you don't have to know who it was. You just have to know that that was unique, that not two people did the same transaction. So so I think um, banks 
I think financial advisors were going to be disrupted. Now, the key difference between financial advisors and banks and custodians is our clients talk to us for advice. That That's a trust that people are willing to pay for. They're not so happy to pay anymore for us to say, yes, you bought this stock and sold that stock, right? Because that can be done in a verified network. Um, so I, I think that our our world is going to change but to the better for the client. So Michael, I've always found that you and your team at Toroso are really good at being, you know, stewards of education. And you guys put out a lot of great content. Recently, you guys launched something called the Blockchain Monthly with your partner, Dan Weisskopf. Uh, for any viewers that want to pick up a copy of it, it's block-chain-monthly.com. What, I use that as an educational tool to learn myself about the yep. space. Tell me, what would subscribers find? Yeah, so what we do in there is we tell you what's going on in the blockchain industry, especially in the public companies, right? Um, you know, what we see with the hash rates. Hash rate is how difficult it is to mine at that time. Um, what we see in terms of companies that are coming to the public or, or how they're transacting. We also talk in there about what we've done in the last month. So we'll let you know, you know, we're about as transparent as it possibly can be. We'll tell you what we bought, what we sold and why. Um, and I'm, I'm always open to people looking and seeing, you know, you can see it every day on Amplify's website. Um, also, uh, we do do the ETF think tank as well, which is basically the same kind of content and help, but it's on the entire ETF industry. And uh, it's a great place to get resources. You can come check out Kevin's funds or our funds or um, anyone's funds there. We've made it completely a tool to uh, educate anyone on ETFs. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the ETF Think Tank is a fantastic resource. Visit ETFThinkTank.com uh, to learn more about that site. So Kevin, do you have any questions before we wrap up? Yeah, I want to start from the beginning and go through it again, but luckily there's got the rewind button and I can watch and learn. And and I love the idea of uh, just the, the constant learning and the, and the re-education of it. We had some fun laughing about pets.com. And of course, in this day and age, the dog must have heard you talking about it because uh, we've got, we got a little prop uh, along the way. But Michael, so great to have you. It's a topic that we hope you'll come back and teach sure. us more. I, I'm always fascinated by it and uh, and just so, so happy you were able to join us today. Thank you very much, Kevin. Um, go get him a gift off at Chewy.com. <laughs> better valuation. Yeah, better valuation. <laughs> or some Dogecoin. Just, uh, you know. I wouldn't even know how. You see, then you got to go buy and learn. Yeah. <laughs> this message does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to purchase securities through CWP Advisory Services. Investments are not guaranteed and involves risk of loss. The views and opinions expressed in this message are those of investment professionals made at the time this content was recorded, are not necessarily the views and opinions of CWP, and may change in time without notification. For additional information about CWP, visit CWP's or the SEC's website for a copy of our ADV disclosure brochure and form CRS.